Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I'm wearing the green jacket. I'm Jones, and I feel like chicken tonight. I'm Kudo, and it's Shake and Bake, and I helped. Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first up for Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we're reviewing the week at Augusta. The Bucks are making moves in the NBA. Tapera, an MVP. The Steelers are still the lone undefeated team in the NFL. And as always, we're ending this show with our rare stakes. This is Intersports and Stuff. So, gents, uh, the week at Augusta came and went. It was a good showing by uh, my fantasy team. Um, I had the number one finisher, uh, the number two finisher, and all my players made the cut. Um, overall, very good week for me. Our number two pick in the draft made Kudo bleed all over the fact that he passed him over at number one and Dustin Johnson took home the green jacket what are you guys thoughts on uh, what transpired I fucked up I don't know what I was thinking taking DeChambeau first overall <laughs> he really shit the bed this weekend he really got in his own mind I feel like and just played a shitty couple rounds well, when you come out and tell everyone that the freaking par on the course should be like 67 or whatever he said, like, he deserves that. You should never go into a golf golf tournament thinking you're better than everyone, you know? That's, uh... I think he was, uh, I think he was 18 over or something like that, according to his, uh... According to his par? Yeah, it was something like that. It was, uh... I don't know. It wasn't... To me, it wasn't like the true Augusta golf course. Like, I think the greens were a little bit slower. Um, it had previously rained a lot, so the course was like a lot softer. So it might be interesting to see what happens in like April when they're back there in a couple months. Um, can't take anything away from Dustin Johnson's performance, though. He definitely deserved to win the uh, green jacket. And then because he won, everyone got to see a little bit of Paulina Gretzky as well. So there was that bonus for all you uh, Paulina Gretzky fans out there. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Do you guys think that um, we need to put some, like an asterisk beside this? Because a couple of records were broken uh, this weekend. DJ set the uh, the 72-hole re- tournament record. Uh, 268, uh, 18 under par, I think he finished. 19 under par, 20 under, whatever he finished, he finished the tournament record. And uh, Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith, who was uh, tied with Sung J M for second place, he set a tournament record. He's the only player in tournament history to shoot all four rounds in the 60s. Um, He Mm -hmm. shot, I think he was minus 15. I want to say minus 16. 15. Yeah. So. Yeah, low scores. You know, are, you know, big first round. The the leaders were there's three people tied at minus eight in the clubhouse after the first round. Um, so you know the course was playing a little easier. Definitely they got that rain Thursday morning, which softened the course up. And those guys right after the rain delay just went out and shot the lights out. Continued into into Friday. Um, the guys in the morning seemed to have it a lot easier than the the guys in the afternoon. Um, so I'm guessing that the just just the elements overnight uh, soften the course they could go out in the morning shoot a better score and then uh, um, keep it rolling but you know what do you guys think asterisks no asterisks uh, I don't think you can ever put an asterisk on a on a tournament uh, still Augusta it was still the masters there was still you know as much hype around winning the green jacket Um think they just benefited from good course conditions like like you said rain softened the greens up 
they weren't rolling as quick as they were normally would be. Um, they, due to like light and daylight, they had to play in threesomes, so that might have made it a little bit easier on a couple of the leaders. Um, but in the same yeah. sense, you and still plus, had to go out there. They and, put, uh, plus, they put groups out on both sides on the weekend. Um, to catch yeah. up and then uh, yeah. to get the the tournament in on Sunday, so you could you lost that element of not that anybody was was within striking distance in those early groups, anyways. But you couldn't somebody couldn't go out early and you know put up a big score and put some pressure on the uh, the other groups because they were all going out within within an hour and a half of each other. Yeah, like uh, at one point there, you you're a little worried for Dustin. He kind of started coming back to the field and then. Uh, you know, he just found that second gear and just like he just ran away with it. He, uh, I think, one at one point he might have been like two shots clear, just like after six or seven holes. And then next thing you know, he's regained that four to five shot lead that he had. And you know, Cameron Smith was trying to put as much pressure on him, but he, it's hard to put pressure on the number one player in the world. He's the number one player in the world for the reason, right? Well, M was trying to do the same thing, and he was playing with him along, like alongside with him. Yeah, he did. He put some pressure on him early. Like uh, DJ made a couple bogeys early, and I think M made a birdie or made a birdie or a couple pars to kind of pick up some strokes. But like, you know, never really enough to get. I think DJ really sweating. Right, he was. He just knew what he had to do, what he needed to go out and shoot to win a tournament. Yeah, he was getting it done. But do yeah. you think M was in there because like he got to play with like Johnson, who was like at the top, and kind of go with his pace and be like, "Hey, this guy's doing well. I need to like keep up with him and do well as too." Uh, no, he's been playing like pretty well all year. Um, they were saying even on the broad- broadcast on Sunday, like he's played every week. He just he loves the game of golf. He plays every week. And if he does take a week off or a day off, it's like he goes to the golf course, plays 18 holes, hits 200 golf balls and packs a suitcase to get to the next tournament. So, um, he, he's been proving himself this year in the, like during the year. And I think he's one of those rookies that for me anyways, when I was picking was one of those rookies that I was debating between and, I went a different route and uh, should have went the other way. Yeah, you definitely should have. Yeah. yeah. I think he was off the board by the time you would have taken him anyways. Um, <laughs> but I want to say, I want to say Sungjae didn't, he didn't play that well on, on Sunday, especially on the, on the back nine. He, he missed every green. He was scrambling on every shot and he, you know, it's a testament to him that he stayed in and finished where he did because he was so far behind, like he, like, or so far off. Like he was, he had to chip onto every green. He's chipping, chips everything to four feet, makes his putt, moves on to the next one. He just, he never had a chance to make a run at it on the backside because he just couldn't hit any greens. Um, but the fact that, you know, he, he was able to, you know, stay in the field, finish, you know, in a tie for second, um, you know, is a, is a testament to, uh, to his short game. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, DJ intimidated him or anything. Answer, uh, Abraham answer, who was in the, the final group with him. He, uh, he fell off. He wasn't able to get anything going and he just couldn't, uh, um, couldn't sustain, um, the play the way, uh, M did. So. That was that was my takeaway from Sunday. Is, is DJ just you know played steady golf and played his game and put up the score he needed to win. Yeah, he definitely did well. I'm just trying to see. He was probably the steal of our draft too, eh, Kev? You got him in your with your second last pick. Yeah, eleventh overall. Yeah. Yeah. Eleventh yeah, pick. Yeah, I'd say he'd probably second. be the steal. Well, it probably helped him out playing with Dustin Johnson though. To see someone who's already, you know, but you only play with him on the final day. It's only you played with him the whole weekend. Yeah, I but see I... that two ways. Like, I know, like me being a shitty ass, you know, mid mid to low eighties golfer. My score really depends on mostly who I'm playing with. I seem to play better when I'm playing with better players, and I uh, play a little bit worse when I'm not playing with so great of players. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's probably just, you know. Just wanting to get shit-faced? <laughs> yeah. Wanting to get shit-faced or 
I maybe, I don't know. It's not like I take golf seriously or anything like that, but it's just, you know, your competition kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But I thought M played with him on Saturday as well. I guess I was wrong. I wasn't paying attention too close to that. Uh, thing, I guess. But I thought you, it was a stick right. together Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, you might be right. I, I don't. Uh, I don't really recall the pairings on on Saturday. I know yeah. Dustin was second to last group. I think I think M was in the final group. Yeah, I can't remember. It's not important. Dustin won. M yeah. finished second. Yeah. Rory McIlroy finished fifth. Patrick Cantlay finished seventeenth. And Tony Finau finished 38th and uh, carried me to a 70-stroke victory over Jones and uh, call it 50 strokes over Kudo, a 47 strokes over Kudo. So I beat Jones. That's all that matters. Yeah, but you lost. Yeah, I you still beat lost. Jones. That's, that's the real takeaway. Yeah, but I beat Piggy Jones. It's okay. Like, it's Our just golf like, guy. You know – Everyone ha- is everyone's allowed to have a bad week. Like I beat you guys in the first two tournaments, and then I had a bad week of the Masters. It's just, just yeah. shit, shit happens. You, you no longer hold the claim though that you're the only one who's picked a, a major tournament winner now. I know I'm I'm a little mm-hmm. upset about that. I was really hoping that someone was going to win, so at least you couldn't say you picked the winner as well. Um, but that's fine. I I'll take it. I'll take my lumps. I'll be back in a couple months to uh, to take my title back. There you go. Well, I had Let's a fun that. fact. Ooh, on a golf. PGA fun fact. Ooh, yeah, golf fun fact from Kudo. This is something new. Kudo fun facts. So uh, Dustin Johnson, he had the fewest bogeys ever for a Masters winner with four, huh. and that's Kudo's fun fact. Yeah, they did bring that up as he was going to 18. I thought they gave him the old jinx, um, telling me he was about to set the tournament record for bogeys. But um, Yeah, it yeah. seemed like they were trying to jinx him. It was pretty funny. I'm just trying to check to see how many of those bogeys he made on Sunday. Uh, one, I think. Two. He bogeyed four and five. There you go. Huh. He had a hell of a round. Hell of a weekend. Yeah, and I found it funny that Polina went and put on like a green Adidas jacket as well <laughs> at the end there, just so she could match his green jacket. I f- I want to know if she was wearing that all day. No, apparently she wasn't. I heard no. somebody was saying that she was wearing all black, and then near the end, or maybe when he got to like the back nine or something, she decided to switch it up, knowing he was going to end up winning. Well, maybe she had like a black long sleeve on, and then she just put the jacket over top. You know. Do you, do you really think that she's she was that forward thinking that she's like oh I'm gonna wear my I'm gonna put my green um, jacket on if you're coming up 18 and you're gonna win yeah <laughs> and I'm gonna steal all the Twitter memes with my green jacket um, just to put it in your face yeah uh, definitely probably. I, I think saw she a pic- would. I saw a picture of them on vacation just after he won and her, she's got like a clo- like my walk-in closet style closet filled with clothes and they're somewhere in like the Bahamas or something like that. She travels with that much clothes. Oh yeah, for sure. I think she changed her outfit like three times like on Sunday. Gotta have options. <laughs> Surprised she wasn't wearing heels though to be honest with you. Oh, you can't wear heels on a golf course, Jones. Yeah, come on now. Okay. Golf wouldn't etiquette. Put, wouldn't put it past her, okay? All right, gents. So the NBA offseason officially opened on Monday. Uh, we've seen a few trades come through um, in the last two days here. Uh, most notably, uh, Chris Paul to the Suns. Uh, I don't know the package off the top of my head, but I know that the I know there was a first round pick, Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, another player. And then I think it was just the one, one uh, draft pick, first round, twenty twenty two. It's protected uh, from the lottery. It's got lottery protections up until twenty twenty five or something like that. Um, but Chris Paul to the Suns, 
pretty big splash for them. He joins uh, Devin Booker and uh, DeAndre Ayton um, with the Suns, who uh, seem like they, you know, could be poised to uh, to make a run. Uh, we also saw uh, the Bucks really trying to load up. It seems like they're they're going for it and either either trying to send a message to Jonas that they're committed to winning with him there, or they're uh, or they're just loading up for for one year with uncertainty of uh, where Giannis is going to go next season. Uh, but they acquired uh, Drew Holiday from the Pelicans for uh, George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, three first-round picks, and two future pick swaps. Um, so pretty, pretty good haul there. Um, when you look at the return in that trade, the Pelicans almost got more for Drew Holiday than they got from the Lakers in the uh, in Anthony Davis trade last year. Um, yeah, no they kidding. Three, they they got the same amount of draft picks. Plus, they got they got three players in return. They got Lonzo Ball. They got um, Josh Hart and Brendan Ingram. This one, they get two players back, which are two pretty solid players. George Hill's a little older, but he's a veteran point guard come off the bench. Eric Bledsoe, he got traded from the Suns probably three or four years ago. He never really, I don't think, reached his potential, but not insignificant trade pieces, plus three first-round picks for, for the point guard, Drew Holiday. So uh, pretty good deal for the Bucks there. And then they also picked up uh, – Bogdan Bogdanovich from the uh, Kings. Sacramento Kings. Yeah, Sacramento Kings. It's going to be a sign and trade. Don't know what the return is going to look like on that one. Uh, but yeah, the the Bucks are are loading up. Looks like they they want to make a run this year. Oh, the the returns there. They got uh, the Kings got Dante Divincenzo. And DJ Wilson, and one other player, Ilyasova. That's not that's not insignificant pieces going back to uh, to the Kings. Probably had to make the money work. Yeah. Uh, DiVincenzo, he he played with Villanova in the tournament. He's a pretty uh, scrappy young bench point guard. I don't think he's really a star player, but he's not a bad player. Ilyasova, I don't really recall what he's done. Yeah, me but, either. But you know they add now, but they they add Drew Holiday in with Middleton and Giannis. Um, you know, seemed like a pretty good team to to beat there. All right, guys. So the NBA off season officially kicked off on Monday. Uh, flurry of trades have uh, have been announced already, uh, leading into the draft, which is going on right now. Uh, notable trades: Chris Paul was traded to the uh, to the Suns. Um, don't really know. I don't remember the package. Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, somebody else, and a first round pick. I think going uh, going the other way in that trade. Um, and then the Bucks landed uh, Drew Holiday from uh, the Pelicans. Uh, pretty good haul for the Pelicans. Pretty uh, pretty similar to what they got for uh, Anthony Davis from the Lakers last year. They get uh, George Hill, uh, Eric Bledsoe, three first-round picks, and two pick swaps in that one. And then uh, it was reported, even Woj was reporting this, so... That means it was pretty much a done deal. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the best name in sports, um, was dealt in a sign and trade from the uh, Sacramento Kings to the uh, to the Bucks. Uh, sign and trade. Um, I don't really know the the trade going the other way. It was supposed to be uh, Dante Divincenzo from uh, No Villanova was the only guy. Oh, yeah, Solva. Any pick? No, there was one other guy. Uh, can't remember. Drawing a blank. But, um, so, yeah, that trade was done, and then uh, all of a sudden today it's not done, and uh, the, the key component of the sign-and-trade, uh, the guy that had to sign to be traded, um, said, uh, no, no mas, no dice. <laughs> <laughs> so, not happening. He wants, 
he wants to hit uh, unrestricted or restricted free agency. So uh, we'll see what comes of that. I think he's still trying. They're still trying to work out this deal. Uh, but yeah, it seems seems weird that they would have all the pieces up for a sign and trade in place, except for the contract to be signed and traded. You know, it just seem seems odd. I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, you figure that the guy was ready to just get traded and sign. Like I don't know why you wouldn't want to sign with the Bucks. I guess maybe he's looking for more money somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe more competition, more money. He's hoping to play in uh, in Boston, so he could be bogged down from Boston. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, um, maybe wants to go to Raptors. Yeah, maybe. Doubtful. You never know. No, I don't think they want to spend. The Raptors. I don't think. I think they want to save their money for next year. So they're gonna maybe try and lock down Fred Van Fleet and Serge Ibaka, and then uh, hold tight for uh, for next year. I think. Well, they better sign Freddie. I want Freddie back. Yeah, I think they're going to spend. I think they're going to sign some players, but I think, you know, one one year deal if it's free agents and uh, you know, hopefully that, you know, hopefully they get Fred back, but I don't know whether with trying to save money for that Supermax spot next summer is going to be enough to, you know, re-sign Fred at, you know, where he feels he's getting paid the the money he wants to go after. So He's made it known that that's kind of his uh, his agenda for this off season is to uh, to get paid. So we'll uh, we'll see, I guess, what uh, what happens there. I'm I'm pretty surprised at this uh, Drew Holiday trade. I don't know I don't know about you guys, but I feel that's pretty pretty good value for the Pelicans, um, considering you know what Anthony Davis fetched last year. I guess Anthony Davis was going into free agency. I don't know how many years. Uh, Holiday has left on his deal, but um, the compensation seems pretty uh, pretty similar. So, so can you explain to me what a pick swap is? Um, yeah, so a pick swap is is essentially that they can choose to swap picks or not swap picks in in certain drafts. So they they're both going to have first round picks, and they can decide that. Your first round pick is uh, better than my first round pick, so we're gonna swap. And now I'm gonna pick, uh, I'm gonna pick tenth, and you're gonna pick seventeenth. Uh, okay, so like, if the Bucks were to trade, say they're, say it's from three years from now, so they trade that first round pick to the Raptors for somebody. Can the Pelicans then take that pick from the Raptors? Is that how it would work? Yeah, so it would be traded with the caveat that there's already a pick swap out there. So if they traded it to the Raptors, they would be trading it with the Raptors knowing full well that the Pelicans have the ability to swap this uh, pick if it's going to be worse. Now, you know, obviously the Raptors are going to do that. So they're going to take a, you know, they're either going to, they're going to know where the Pelicans are going to finish in that season or, or project to finish. So, you know, if it's going to be close in the standings, maybe it doesn't make a difference. If it's going to be, um, you know, if, if the Pelicans are, are the best team in the league and they know that it's going to be swapped, then maybe they make them add extra compensation to make up for um, the draft spots they're going to lose there. Um, or they, uh, or they just make the trade knowing full well, okay, we're, we're not getting a top, top pick we're going to get a, a bottom pick um because of the yeah the i guess you still look at it you're still getting two first round picks right like because you're getting the pelicans pick back right so you're you're still i guess the trade you'd still be receiving a second first round pick it just be might be a later yeah, pick. You're, you're getting you're getting a you're getting a first round pick it's just where that first round pick yeah. is right so okay and it's not it's not like the raptors pick becomes in currency in that exchange yeah. either it's so the raptors pick is still where the raptors pick was the, it's only where the bucks pick would be got it range. seems a little uh, complicated for me though <laughs> you, it, it's really not it's you know come draft day it's okay we have an agreement in place to swap picks i'm picking 22 you're picking 11 i want to swap if I'm picking 11 and you're picking 22, I'm going to say, no, I don't want to swap because my pick's better. Than it, it's kind of like what the Senators did with uh, when they drafted Brady Kachuk, right? Like they could give, I think it was, was it Colorado? I think that year they could give them either that year's first round pick or it could be the following year's first round pick, right? Kind of 
almost the similar, yeah. same kind of deal. Similar, similar, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little, a little bit different, but yeah, similar to to that kind of uh, idea. Basically, just assures that they're going to get the better pick in and, in future. Yeah, so rounds. now they're getting like five. They get five first round picks basically for the trade. I would assume. Well, they get three for they get three first round picks. They are they already have two, so they're not getting an additional two. Yeah, yeah, I guess but that's they're true. Getting, they're getting they're getting an yeah. upgrade in. in that's in what two I meant. Of those yeah. Rounds. And does a swap have to happen within like the next year or two, or can it happen like three, four years from now? It, it would be it'll be predetermined. So you know, if the if the first round picks are for the next three, and then it'll be the two drafts after that that there's a pick swap in place for. Oh, okay. So I'm just wondering, can we now call you our basketball expert? You can call me whatever you want. It doesn't mean that <laughs> oh, it's okay. true. Uh, just wondering. I get called the golf expert. I'm just wondering if you know. You call me all all uh, old swappy oh, pick. Old swappy old pick. pick. <laughs> Kevin old old swappy pick. Um, so more basketball stuff. Uh, a lot of drama coming out of Houston. Um, sounds like Harden and Westbrook both want out, uh, and they're trying to pick their destination. It sounds like uh, Harden's turned down a fifty million dollar contract extension. Uh, which seems ludicrous, but you know, I guess you know when the, that money's out there, you can pick or choose where when you accept it. Um, sounds like Harden wants to go to Brooklyn to play with uh, with Durant and uh, Kyrie on uh, Steve Nash's team there. Um, Westbrook sounds like there's a couple teams interested. Who knows if there, there's going to be a, a deal consummated or not? Um, one rumor is. Um, uh, Washington for uh, John Wall, uh, but it, it sounds like Houston wants to get more pieces in in any trade that they make, and I don't know that they're going to get more than John Wall. I, to be honest, I don't know that John Wall is 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 a lesser player than uh, than Russell Westbrook at this point in time. Because coming off injury, that's the only thing with is him. John Wall younger. I would think so. It's hard to t- you know these guys all seem like they played in the tournament last year. You know, so it's it's hard to say. They all come into the league at, at nineteen. He's, he's he's been around forever, but he, I don't think he's. I think he's probably like 27, he's 30. 28. He's 30. And Russell Westbrook See, is thirty two. Thirty three, thirty two. Yeah, time is relative yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, there you go. But like seriously, who turns down fifty million dollars? Like if you told me fifty million dollars, go live in that dumpster down the street for a year. <laughs> I'd, I'd do it. Sign me up. Like, give me the- Where's this dumpster I'm going? Give me that 50 mil. He'd never make it. The raccoons would eat you alive. No way. Look, if, I got, if I got the 50 mil before I got into that, ra- into that dumpster, you trust me, I'd be set up for life in there. Hey, hey, did you guys see this viral clip of this, uh, this guy feeding the raccoons that's going around? He's Given hot dogs to the raccoon. There was like 30 of them swarming. Chantel was telling me about this person. And I'm sure if you ask Kendra, she knows. And maybe Carly knows. I'm not sure, Kudo. But this person brought in a raccoon and is living in their... There's a raccoon living in their house. What? It's a a dog and a raccoon. It's somewhere in the United States. I'm going to get on Chantel right now and ask her what these people's names are. These dogs and raccoons. But literally, they're... This dog, like, this raccoon like goes around. Yeah, they're best friends. The raccoon goes around and, like, cupboards that the dog can't get into. The raccoon will go and, like, open the cupboard for the dog. And then the dog will get in there and start eating the food and shit. It's kind of weird. I'm like, who'd have a raccoon in their house? It's crazy. I'll have to figure out what the name of said dog and raccoon are. So there's hope for you to live in the dumpster with the raccoons. Then. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, trams do your bidding. Yeah. <laughs> Um, NBA draft is uh, is going on as we speak. Uh, Anthony Edwards went uh, number one overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, a lot of talk about this pick, you know, being you know, he's he was supposedly the best player in the draft, but a lot of talk about whether he even likes playing basketball or not. Um, it makes for a real interesting dynamic for your, your first overall pick. What else would he rather be doing? Who knows? Who knows? Um, it's just work for him, I guess. Uh, I guess. 
Uh, number two overall w- went to the Warriors, uh, James Wiseman from Memphis. Um, he was a bit of a controversial player um, with Penny Hardaway's team there last year. Uh, he was suspended a couple of times for recruitment violations, I think, even though they were unsubstantiated. It, it just kind of a, a weird thing. I guess Penny uh, had him at a basketball camp and was helping him out, helping the family out or something before he was even um, associated with Memphis in, the, in any capacity. And then he took the job there and recruited him and, it, it, you know, whole messy thing. But anyways, he goes number two overall to the Warriors. Uh, LaMelo Ball, who was the biggest name in the draft, uh, he goes number three to the Charlotte Hornets, uh, which means that we could be that much closer to uh, LeVar versus MJ in a one-on-one showdown that the world wants to see. Oh, it could be like the you match, know? you know? Yeah, they, 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 should, they should be putting it on at halftime every game. There should be <laughs> the four, 41 games this season for uh, LeVar versus uh, – LeVar versus MJ halftime. Maybe they build up playing lesser opponents, you know, take each other on, you know, just think of the marketing for that team. They need, they need money. They need a show that you got it right there with those two guys. Hey, I, I would pay to see it. I don't know if I'd pay to watch it, but. Oh, come on now. You wouldn't pay to see Michael Jordan just wipe the floor with him. Like, let's be honest. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like, you know, it's going to happen. So why even watch it? <laughs> Didn't he? Didn't he say though that he was better than him back in the day or something like that? Like he was, uh, he could have beaten him one on one back in college. I don't know. Probably that guy said so many fucking things. It's ridiculous. He's probably <laughs> said something like that. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, and then the other most notable pick that I've seen to this point, um, Obi Topping went from Dayton, went number eight to the Knicks. That's a great basketball um, name. Yeah. Obi Topping. Yeah, Obi. He's a. Uh, I guess he, you know, he's a pretty good story. He was the, he was the college player of the year this year. So like uh, Zion was college player of the year last year. He's college player of the year this year. Um, un uh, unrecruited to D one schools had no offers. I guess he went D two route and then played his way in. Uh, couldn't dunk until uh, until uh, senior year of high school grew three or four inches and was able to dunk and figured it out. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. Something like his dad was uh, one of the and one street ballers, a dunking guy or something like that on the and one tour. Um, so, you know, pretty good story. He's apparently a New York guy. So uh, going to the Knicks um, seems like a good fit. Hmm. Yeah. What, what pick do the Raptors have? 29. Oh yeah. They're late. They haven't picked yet, have they? No, no. Yeah, they'll, they'll be looking to get another uh, Pascal or uh, uh, what's his name, OG. You know, they'll they'll steal some athleticism that um, is developing late in the late in the first round. Raptors draft demo. Uh, March Madness, talking about uh, putting everything in one. Uh, one host city instead of having all the, the different regionals uh, unclear whether they would bubble the whole tournament or how it would look with the, the 68 teams. Um, interesting concept for sure. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear more about what they plan to do there and whether they do a full bubble and, you know, play more often or whether they send teams back home after each round or what the, you know, what the story is. I, I feel like they're going to keep the same, format as they they have it's like the march madness format everyone knows you take thursday friday off work for at least the first two weeks you know you get <laughs> get some good basketball in 24 7 all day and then you go take you go back to work on monday you work monday to wednesday then you take the next thursday and friday off and you get your basketball fix and i don't know i don't i don't Tell see you. why they would uh they'd mess with it if I ever get a vasectomy, it's going to be March Madness week. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Why even get one? Screw that. <laughs> it's going to be a fake one. My wife's just going to think yeah, I don't. Exactly. Wink, wink. Just, just take the bag of peas with you to the couch on the Friday. No one will know. Yeah. No one will know the difference. 
uh, they'll be cooked by dinner yeah. time. You know, they, <laughs> and and if something were to happen, be like, I guess they fucked up, right? Like the doctor must have <laughs> fucked up. It's a miracle. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go talk to that yeah. doctor. He. Uh, um. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm really interested to see you know what what happens whether you know whether they're able to pull it off with the regular format or whether they have to change it up uh, just to accommodate the uh, the bubble. Um, I, I imagine they'll have a lot uh, less venues, so you know they might you might see that you know they have to play a few more days, and maybe it's you know Wednesday. Maybe it's maybe it starts Tuesday, and you got you know tons of games in the first week, and it's you know Tuesday to Sunday, and then you have a couple off days, and then you play Wednesday to Sunday, and then a couple off days, and then then you know Friday Saturday or Thursday Saturday national championship or something. Yeah, like I that. guess I could see it, but I feel like they're looking for a place like Indiana where they're they know they're going to have enough facilities in the greater area to to keep their tournament kind of in the same format. Like can't really be worried about them missing school so much because when you think about it, you're how many teams you out after the first weekend, right? Like you're done. Half the teams are already gone home basically. Um, two thirds. Yeah. Two thirds. That's fine. So, you know what I mean? So by the, by the second weekend, you really only need, probably three facilities. Yeah. I just look, so they got, um, so they would have the, uh, uh, the field house. What's, what's uh, Lucas, Lucas oil. Yeah. Um, the, the big uh, football stadium. Um, they have the, uh, the venue that the Pacers play out of. Um, I'm just looking here. It looks like Butler is in, uh, Indianapolis. So you'd have, uh, potentially their facility. Um, there's, uh, IUPUI, um, so potentially you know maybe four. Oh, looks like Purdue might be might be in the area. Um, so yeah, there's, there's options. You, you might you might be able to get you know four or five facilities to play at. Yeah, practice at some high schools or, or smaller facilities or something so is this a bubble situation or like a controlled environment because like i would expect you, you expect them to go back to school and come back in so like that's a whole issue with the whole coronavirus going on now and how do you let guys go out go back to their schools and then come back and be into like a i don't think they will bubble yeah i would expect it'll have to be a full bubble yeah. whether they can you know do do schooling uh online in the bubble maybe they're all doing online classes now anyways and you know, they can take them in the bubble. Yeah. Maybe that's a solution. During March Madness, no one's in school. They still have, like, things like assignments. So like it's, spring and... break. it's spring break then. And yeah. And then, uh, then your exams start somewhere around there. Yeah. So. It's feasible, I guess. be interesting to see them pull it off and see how they do it. Um. Major League Baseball handed out their awards last week. Uh, the biggest surprise was that um, former Blue Jays reliever maybe closed a few games. Uh, played with the Cubs last season. Don't think he had a particularly great season. Uh, Ryan Tapera received a National League MVP vote. <laughs> Hey. What a mistake that guy made. He clicked on the wrong name. Fake news. Fake news. He meant to give him the the MVP vote. Come on now. Well, lots of voter yeah. fraud up there, I guess. Lots of ballot. Well, some guy from St. Louis, right? Yeah. There's ballot like a writer fixing. or something? Like an old guy? Like he's like 74 or 75? So here's here's his stat line for last season. He pitched in, he made 20, pitched in 21 games. He had a, an 0-1-1 record, so one loss record. His ERA was 3.92. He threw 20 and two-thirds of an inning. He had 31 strikeouts and a 1.4 whip. It sounds like MVP numbers to me. So he got an MVP vote without even getting a save? Oh, yeah, he's not the closer. Oh, I thought maybe he was a closer. 
But as a reliever, like you could sometimes get a save, though. Yeah, you can sometimes get a win too. <laughs> <laughs> There's ballot fixing. I think someone's fix. Maybe like, he's fixing the ballots. I don't even know that these numbers would get a, a vote for like Rollade's uh, reliever of the year or whatever that award is. The like. <laughs> But anyways, it goes down on his resume for uh, forever. He received a National League MVP vote. What did he finish? 18th in, uh, in MVP yeah. voting? Yeah. So everybody else in the league was ni- tied for 19th, but he finished 18th in voting. Wish he'll have that for the rest of his life. He made history. Hey, Kudo. Do you have the yeah. updates on uh, how we did with the awards? Uh, actually, yeah, I do. So let's start off with the uh, MVP. We had Freddie Freeman and Jose Abreu win. And Jones. You had none of them. Fuck. I knew it. Only Hosker won because he had Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. And then for pitchers, for the uh, Cy Young Young Award, we got uh, Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber. Uh, Hosk and I both had them both, so we got that right. Uh, Pig, you only had Bieber. I'm one, one, and one for four, one for four. Should have left it off where we were last. I week. know, right? Yeah. Uh, and then for the rookies of the year, we have Devin Williams and Kyle Lewis, and only Jones had Williams. I should have taken Lewis. I should have stuck with my Mariners. You should have. I'm clawing back. I'm clawing back. And then for the managers, we have Don Manley and Kevin Cash. And Jones, you had both of them right. And Hosk, you only got Manley. I think I think that means me and you tied Hosk, maybe. No. Yeah. Hosk got Hosk got four. Jones, you got one, two, three, four. Yeah, so you guys tied. Oh. You didn't stick with your Mariners, Kev. Hey, but we're, we're both going to the Hall of Fame at 500. Yeah, that's true. Not bad. Not bad. Good job, boys. We're def- I suck once we're again. We're definitely above Kudo <laughs> in that. In that uh... You sure do, Kudo. I'm fucking terrible at this shit. Uh, one other baseball headline. Uh, Theo Epstein stepped down as... President and general manager of the Cubs. Um, who knows? You know who knows the reason. I think he was gonna. He probably he had one year left on his deal. I think he probably saw writing on the wall that he was gonna be leaving. And uh, you know he, it's if the team is gonna be putting the purse straps on them, then that team's gonna be in uh, rough shape financially for the next few years with some of the contracts they have. So. Um, not overly surprising that uh, that he stepped out. Yeah, but he did well there. He brought yeah, them he a World, World Series. Series. Yeah. So like. Yeah, so he's just gonna look for the next longest uh, longest team without a World Series is probably you know, somebody from the you know someone from the thirties um, coming up on a hundred years without a World Series. He's gonna going to have to tag in to uh, to save another franchise. <laughs> Done it twice. No, yep. Let's see if he can do it a third time. So where is he going to go? Tampa is Bay that, Rays. They already said is that? that? No. no. <laughs> I, <was gonna> say. <laughs> I heard uh, I heard he wants to get into the ownership game. Huh? Like own uh, a team? Yeah. So, who knows? Oh, I can't believe we missed this story. Um, the Marlins hired oh, uh, yeah. Michelle Michelle Ng or uh, Michelle something or New? Some, something. It's I think it's like NG yeah. or something first, like that. First, yeah, first uh, female GM in baseball history. Yep. Um, so it sounds like she's been working in the league for about thirty years with uh, between scouting, player development, and uh, and then uh, almost ten years in the league office. So definitely put her dues in. Uh, yeah, qualified candidate. Uh, from what I'm hearing, the way the Marlins are kind of structured is uh, Derek Jeter's like the baseball guy, 
and then there's another guy that's like the business guy and they kind of kind of run things and trickle down um so where um this this hire is going to be real good for the marlins is she's very um very good operationally analytically she's going to be able to you know run the you know run the run the business run the operation where you know jeter is probably thinks of himself as an idea guy um so we'll see you know well de- well deserved about time um that a, a you know a female executive uh, came into the game hopefully it's uh first of many and we're seeing more and more of that and in, in especially in baseball it's starting to happen more and more around all sports, I think. Because we even had a coach, uh, the Giants. Yeah. They're, uh, and like their first base coach or something like that. She's uh, the NFL have a couple women referees right now and a couple women yep. coaches and stuff like that. So I think yep. you're going to see it more yep. and more. Um, yeah, the Spurs have a assistant coach, so a female. Yeah. It's starting to become um, like a norm almost, just trying to get to that spot, right? Which is just good. Just norm, just having anybody, basically, if you got the skills and – yeah, the qualifications. You should get the job. But why not? Shouldn't right? matter. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Shouldn't matter what gender, race doesn't. Shouldn't matter. No. Just as long as you're qualified, you should get the job. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Oh, and actually, uh, the longest drought for a World Series is actually the Athletics at like 31 years. I just looked that up for you guys. Move over, Billy Bean. Uh, a few Epstein's coming in to see. <laughs> No, it's got to be more than 30 years. It says 31 years. That's what I got. I looked it up. So we're in 2020. So like 90, 89 is the longest drought. So the Dodgers were the longest drought before. There's no way. There's no way. The Reds the Reds have to be longer than that. Um, Whites. Oh, no, White Sox won in the 2008. Oh, the Twins were 91. Indians, I guess, could be it. Yeah, they're they've been a long time. Are you talking about winning the World Series or making it to the World Series? Yeah. Kudo. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, I looked. Uh... Yeah, I was gonna say there's no way. <laughs> yeah, come on, Kudo. Okay, yeah, sorry, it was championships. Yeah, so actually the Indians are at 72 years. There you go. All right. Well, maybe maybe, uh, maybe Theo will buy uh, ownership stake in the Indians so he can fund some payroll there, and. Uh... Uh, take them to the promised land. Uh, did you guys see the end of the Bills Cardinals game on uh, on Sunday? Yes, I did. I sure did. Oh, fucked my rear stake right up there. Fucking Kyler Murray running backwards, scrambling, eyes closed, heaves one up into triple coverage. Somehow. DeAndre Hopkins comes down as uh, as the Bills, you know, blunder themselves in the end zone there, and no one gets a hand on the ball. Unreal, a big, you know, credit to the Cardinals, big, big hail mary to uh, to close that one out. But by God, the Bills should have had that one. Do you think? Like I, I saw a thing on Instagram where Kyler Murray, because he's so short, he actually had to turn his back away from the play and watch the jumbotron behind him to see DeAndre Hopkins catch that ball. I think when the ball was in the air, he was shitting his pants, like thinking, Mike, is, is this going to happen or what? Well, he had nothing to lose at that yeah. point. He, he was probably shitting his pants because he scrambled and took another five seconds off the clock, so it made it the last play yeah. of the game. Um, yeah, unbe- unbelievable catch. Um, well, that win... Uh, Go ahead, Kudo. Well, I was say that Bills player, the third man in, he's fucked everything up. Yeah, fucking Poyer. He came um, in, pushed the guy who was supposed to like grab the ball or knock the ball out of Buddy's hands, and he ended up hitting his own player and screwing that whole fucking uh, play up. Yeah, and slow-mo, it looks like he's going for like uh, a Michael Jordan uh, space jam. Uh, he's coming in there like, I believe I can fly. And he's just he's soaring through the air, and he just misses the ball knocks his teammate to the ground. His teammate would have been in, would have been at least able to hand fight for that ball on the way down and maybe knock it yeah, away. Or at least try to uh, knock it away. He, he would and that that was the only guy that had a chance to rip the ball out on the way down and he gets knocked on his ass out of the play by his own teammate and you know pretty much uh sealed the game for the for the cards there. So uh with 
the with the win, the Cardinals are now first place in the NFC West. Uh, I think there's a three way tie at six and three. Uh, at six and yeah. three, yeah. Um, so, you know, the Cardinals have the better divisional record and head to head, so they uh, they lead the way. Um, the Rams and the Seahawks, Seahawks who laid an egg and fucked up another of my rare stakes. Um, they. Uh, yeah, they, they lost to the Rams. Rams, who have four wins against the NFC East, are uh, hanging in there. Now they've got wins against uh, the 49ers and the, uh, and the Seahawks, I believe. No, they lost to the 49ers. Uh, who are you talking uh, about? Sorry? Uh, the Rams. The Rams, they lost to... Oh, shit. They beat the NFC they East. They lost to they the lost. Bills, didn't they? Uh no, the Seahawks lost to the Bills. Did the Rams lose to them too? Well, now I'm I'm just getting on the schedule right here. Hold on. The Rams lost to the Dolphins, uh, the, the 49ers, Dolphins. and the Bills. They got wins over the NFC East. Yeah. And the Bears and the Seahawks. And then the Cardinals also lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Panthers. And the Lions. Stinking Lions. Yeah, we were, we're just talking about um, if the Rams were good because they got all their wins against the, the shitty yeah. teams, but they're, they're hanging in there. So, um, Drew Brees got injured. He uh, broke a few vertebrae in his ribs, or not vertebrae, broke a few yeah. ribs. <laughs> um, broke a few ribs, uh, punctured a lung. He's going to be out a few weeks. Um, yeah, the Saints still managed to beat the 49ers, um, despite Breeze being out the whole second half. They kind of ran away with that game. Uh, Breeze did come back in uh, for one play, pitched the ball to Kamara, who uh, ran it in, but uh, didn't play it all in the second half. Yeah, and they caught like that Breeze had broken ribs on the other side as well that they didn't know he had yeah, before, so. <laughs> which I was like, so, wow, I mean, he's a wild man going out there and playing with broken ribs. Broken ribs. Foot- football players play through anything. They, Not always. Oh, they play through a lot, man. Between football players and hockey players, they're like the toughest players out there by far. Come on now. Tell me any anything different. No, I, I think I agree with you on that one. Because we know basketball players can't even play with like a with turf toe or anything like that. Why would a basketball player get turf toe? <laughs> I'm just trying to make fun of them. That's all. Maybe maybe a hangnail would have been a more yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at is a hangnail. Just yeah, brutal hangnail. That's that's basketball and baseball players. They both play with hangnails. Can't play with hangnails. Blisters. Yeah. yeah. And you see a hockey player out there, freaking broken bone in his hand and his leg, broken jaw. Yeah. Got a mask on. He's drinking. He's drinking all his meals through a straw. Yet he's out there in the fifty stitches to the head, playing in a playoff game, playing with a broken leg, blocking shots. Hey, heads a long way from the yeah. heart. Bill you Barocco, man, you're playing. Bill Barocco. No, um, Steve. Bill Barocco. No, it wasn't. Who was the guy that played with for the Leafs that scored the game-winning goal on a broken leg? This is way Come back. On, Leaf fans, you should know. I don't Who gives a shit? I'm like you Habs fans. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steelers are 9-0. Uh, Bobby Bond. Just... Bobby Bond, yeah, that's right. Um, Steelers beat the Bengals. Uh, wasn't really close. Um, the Bengals still suck, even though they beat the Titans and uh, ruined my survivor season. Uh, but life goes on. Like, right into our second chance Survivor season. Um, which Kudo seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not. Uh, Jones, how did you do this? I uh, I took a big dub. I uh, took the Green Bay Packers. And uh, they, they uh, wasn't even close. You know, I wasn't sweating at all. How about you guys? That's good. Uh, I had the Saints, so I got a win. Perfect. And Kudo? Uh, uh, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. So uh, what I'm wondering is, who do you guys got for this week? 
because I've been uh, been making picks a little bit longer than you guys, my uh, my portfolio is getting a little low, so I'm uh, I'm struggling to find uh, a matchup that I like. But uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb this week. I'm gonna gonna take a chance. Uh, I don't know how big of a chance it you know it is when you uh, when you look at the standings, but when you uh, when you look at the team, um, it's a pretty big chance. So uh, I'm gonna ride into the Cleveland Steam Engines, <laughs> the Cleveland Steamers, and I'm gonna take the Browns over the Eagles. Cool. There's no O. Oh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. there, so we can't even call him really the steamers anymore. He's the only one that likes shit on his chest. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, sorry. Allegedly. Allegedly, Allegedly yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Uh, so, Jones, who do you got? I am going to take the Los Angeles Chargers against the New York Jets. Now... The Chargers, I know, only have two wins on the year, so it's, I'm kind of going out on a little bit of a limb. But the Jets haven't won, so that's the only thing I got going for me. Um, Chargers have played pretty well. They've been in some yeah. close games. I took them in uh, in Week One. Um, got a got a win with them there. Escaped narrowly against the Bengals. So, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think you got a puncher's chance. I think I. Justin, Her- Justin Herbert just cut his hair, though, so he might have lost yeah, all exactly. his... Yeah, uh... exactly. I saw that. And there was a stat I saw that there's only three teams in the NFL that have not had a game decided by seven points, I think, I want to say. And it's the Steelers. No, I can't be right, though. Because I think the Steelers were in a touchdown game. Were they not? Yeah, they lost to they beat the Titans by a few. Yeah, points. and they beat the Cowboys by not very much either. I should I should say they beat the Titans by a missed field goal. Yeah, okay, I forget what the stat was, but like I don't know. All I know is the Chargers are two and seven this year and And the Jets suck. And the Jets are O and whatever. Oh nine. They, they, maybe maybe they're the only team that hasn't won a field goal. Yeah, something like that. It was something like crazy like that, or haven't won a blowout game. Something, something stupid. I don't know. I can't find it anymore. Should have said. Well, thanks for that. That uh, interesting fact. <laughs> that interesting, Jones. <laughs> I, I, I should have saved the, the thing that I saw. Yeah, maybe should have wrote it down. Hey, you know, write things down. I probably find Not the it. first time I've told you to write it down. I know. Yeah, here it is. Only three NFL teams this season have not lost by more than one score in a game. And the Steelers are 9-0. and The Kansas City Chiefs are 8-1. and And the Chargers are 2-7. and Wow. So that was the stat. There's... So they've been in a lot they've of close games. They've been in a lot of close games, but they're 2-7. and So. Hopefully it's not close against the Jets. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it depends who's playing quarterback. You know, the Jets are Jets are due. Jets are due. You know, you know they're going to win a couple of games on the stretch just to fuck themselves out of Trevor Lawrence. Well, like they're they're, they're not going to bungle their way to the uh, the first overall. Trevor pick. Lawrence might not come out if uh, the Jets have the number one overall pick. If you're going first overall in the draft, you're going to a yeah. shitty team. Yeah, no matter Period. what. Yeah, deal with it. Get paid. Like I, I'm sure there's worse places to play than uh, than New York. Probably deal with the media a lot, like uh, hockey players do in Toronto. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say that there's you know there's worse places to, to play. Hopefully, ownership cleans house when they get that first oh, yeah. overall pick, so that you know they bring in a coach and a GM that Lawrence may want to play for. Maybe maybe Dabo Sweeney's the next coach of the. Uh, you the never New know. Jets. I'd hate to play in. Uh... I think if there's one place I wouldn't want to play is in Philadelphia. Those fans yep. are fucking ruthless. And did you see what happened when they won the Super Bowl? Some fan ate some horse's shit. Like really? <laughs> like, they ate horse's shit. Yeah. Hey, if you if you make a if you make a declaration that you're gonna eat horse shit if your team wins the 
wins the Super Bowl and your team wins the Super Bowl, you eat that fucking horse You got to man up and eat it. Yeah, but who goes out and says, if my team wins the Super Bowl, I'm going to eat fucking horse shit? You don't want to be the guy bringing the Philly into the stadium and cursing the Cubs for 100 years. That's like... That's like me saying... Jones, maybe you should eat a piece of shit so then your lease can win a cup. If you don't want to eat shit, don't tell people you're going to eat shit if your team does something no, I, for it. I'm definitely That's not eating so shit. Why? You wouldn't do it for your lease to win a cup? No. Come on. You wouldn't do yeah, it for the would. Habs to win a cup? No, because I've already seen them win a cup. I don't need oh, to. Oh, fuck. You were like t- four years old, still shitting in diapers. I was four years old. I was like eight years old. You're still shitting your pants. Shit in your underwear. I wasn't shitting my pants. He was eight. He's just a slow yeah. developer. You're still sh- you're still shitting in your undies. <laughs> I was never no. shitting in my undies. Never. That's something you would do. Hey guys. Hey guys. Speaking of undies, producer Pat continues to rave about his new ridiculously comfortable underwear that are three times softer than cotton. They feature fun patterns, so I checked it out, and when you know it. They have all these new, fun Christmas-themed items, including underwear, pajamas, Christmas stockings, and COVID masks. But if you're like Kudo, you can still get yourself some Harry Potter-themed MeUndies. As well, you can get your significant other a nice Slytherin thong. And then maybe you can slither in. And the best part? Producer Pat is hooking our listeners up with a sweet deal. Simply go to getcomfy.in forward slash V forward slash into sports and stuff to save 20% off your first order of me undies. That's getcomfy.in forward slash V forward slash into sports and stuff. Check out the link in the show notes. I know, I know what bed Kudo's not slithering into. Yeah. As soon as Carly hears this thing. Sleeping on the couch. <laughs> what are you talking about? I like my couch. Uh, yeah. So uh, how'd you, uh, how were your rare steaks? Oh, wait, 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 wait. You didn't, you didn't hear me cue that up. Jackpot. So how were your rare steaks last week, boys? Uh, I did pretty good. Yeah. What does that yeah, mean? What is- uh, I was three and one. I like it. Okay. I won three and lost one. Yeah, that's right. That's I, I was, I was decent. I was two, one, and one. So. Wait, how do you get that one? It was a push. The The Texans-Browns uh, game, the Texans lost by three points, and I had the Texans plus three, so I got the push. So I received my bet back. My So there you go. Yeah, you had a, I bet you had a real Nick Chubb on when he walked out of bounds at the one-yard line instead of scoring sure. a touchdown with 50 sure did. left. Sure did. Sure did. Uh, I was one and three. Uh, the Bills fucked me. Uh, the Seahawks fucked me. They played like shit. That's one of the you know, their second worst game of the season. And uh, I fucked myself picking the Chargers. Not gonna lie. Good luck with them. This Thanks. Week, Jones. Gonna need it. Um, oh. All right, Kudo, you got the hot hand. What are you? What are you kicking us off with? Well, for this week for my rare stakes, well, I'm gonna start off by saying that I took the LA Chargers. At a minus eight and a half against the Jets. And then I got the uh, Washington football team at a minus one against the Bengals. I'm taking the Raiders at a plus six and a half against the Chiefs. And then for my last one here, I got the uh, Buccaneers at a minus three against the Rams. And those are my rare stakes for the week. I only like two of those picks, Kudo. Why? I'm gonna. T- Why I'm gonna tell those? you right now. Explain, please. I took the Kansas City Chiefs plus or minus six and a half. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers plus two and a half. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus ten, and I am taking the Rams plus three against the Bucks because Tom Brady's old and a night game is way past his bedtime. So Tom Brady needs to be in his pajamas, tucked in by Giselle by 7.30, and an 8.20 kickoff is just too late for him. Face-off. Did I, did I hear face-off? You heard face-off times two. Face-off. So what are, what are the stakes? Well, so Jones already owes me a six-pack, so do we add in two more six-packs? I think so, Kudo. 
I'm either going to be up double it. I'm either going to be up six beers or down eighteen. Yeah, buddy, I like it. Yeah, I like it. All right, well, I got some picks for you too, guys. Um, I'm sticking with the money line train. It's a little tougher, a little tougher schedule this week for the money line to find some value. But I think I got, uh, I think I got a three and one at least ticket here. Um, I'm going to take the Titans on the road in Baltimore plus two twenty five. They're going to go into Baltimore, beat down Lamar Jackson and the and the Ravens just like they did in the playoffs last year. Uh, easy money for the Titans there. I'm going to take the Packers going on the road into Indianapolis to face the Colts. Plus 115 on the road. I'm going to take the Bengals um, going into Washington to face the football team at plus 110. And I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons going into New Orleans to face the Saints without Drew Brees. Um, The Falcons are a plus 190. Um, So those are my four rare stakes of the week. Did did you Um, take the Bengals? I did take the Bengals. Who are they playing again? They are playing the football Kudo, team. Did you take the football team? I did take the football team. I think we have another face-off. Well, I got a money line. What do you you took? You took a spread. Yeah, I took the spread. So you, you're giving up how many points? I think it's one. Just one minus one. Minus it's one. It's pretty uh, much a pick 'em. That's pretty much pick 'em. What I'll what I'll do though, Kudo, I'll do I'll give you a favor. We'll go straight money line, but we're we're doubling the stakes. We're putting a twelve pack on the line. Yep. Because you owe me 12. If I, lose, I owe you. if I lose, we're even. Or if I win, we're even. If I lose, you owe, we're even. You owe me a 12. Or you owe me a full <laughs> case. A 2-4, baby. Good try, Kev. Good try. I, I, I saw you try and sneak that one in there. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost. You got to read the fine print. Right. Sounds good. We got we to So, Kudo, you could be up like 42 beers after uh, this weekend. Yeah. I got to get back to drinking heavily again. I'm, I'm sure Carly will drinking. You can always gift them. Christmas is just true. around the corner. That is true. Yeah. You can always gift the. Uh, Maybe you got a couple of uh, uh, podcast uh, co-host buddies that you're looking to give some beer to for yeah. Christmas. Nah, I'm not giving it to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being selfish and keeping it all to myself. All right, you guys got anything else? We're all no, all good, all good. All good. That's that's it. All right. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for our 25th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and Me Undies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and whatever else you want to do on your podcast player of choice. See you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat. Hit the music. Bye. Peace.